We're live! Yes, hello, yes! Hi everyone, welcome to the premiere episode of Sky Survivor, Season 2, Lost in Time. I'm one of the hosts of the podcast, Lee, with me as usual, host Naomi. We got both the hosts of Sky Survivor, Shane and Govin, and Survivor Michigan, Michigan royalty, Rob Goddess Thirties herself, Aaron from Survivor Michigan, Mason Confused, and upcoming All-Star season. Hi everyone, how's everyone doing? <laughs> That was a premiere. Mm, what a panel we have to talk about it, huh? <laughs> I'm really excited. And Aaron is joining our Scotty Survivor coverage team, which I am even more excited about. And I am. I'm very excited about it, too. Uh, Shane is a dear friend of mine, uh, and I'm very excited to see what he has in store. A lot. Well, <laughs> <laughs> if, it, if there's any proof of what's to come, it's this episode, yeah. which... Uh, is one of I think you guys you guys have teased a lot that you think this is one of the best seasons of College Survivor. This premiere is so strong. It's incredible. The characters are incredible. The tomfoolery that your cast is up to is incredible. I loved it. Lee, what did you think of this premiere? Oh good lord, how do you keep up with this? <laughs> I thought it was batshit crazy. Um, a lot of stuff I said about these people I was correct about. <laughs> Mainly, their game. I might not have been correct on who I thought would go home first, but all the players I said will do bad are doing bad. <laughs> okay, I was just laughing the entire time in the like predictions because I was like, oh boy, it's going to be a real shock when they see what's going on here. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. And Erin, what did you think of this premiere? Yeah, I loved it. It was it gave me everything I've ever wanted in like a college survivor season. Like it's it's ridiculous that these are all like that this is an all newbie season, you know, that this is like none of these people have played college survivor before. This is just like they're fresh, you know, some of them are I think it, it part of it is that there's so many upperclassmen, I think that they're kind of like they've established themselves in college, like none of them are trying to like just gain their college footing. Um, so I think a lot of them are just like I'm in this club. I'm going to have fun. And there, you can tell that so many of them are here to play. And that is all that you can ask for. Absolutely. Uh, go in and Shane. I mean, I think the first question right away is, did you expect from this cast of players to have this much chaos, the Puppet Master, a 3-2-1 vote in literally one round of gameplay? The short answer is there's, I mean, Govin will probably follow this up. The short answer is no. Uh, we could not have predicted anything the, that happened the way that it did. However, when we created this group of people, I think both of us said, what the fuck did we just do? Um, because it was clear from all the interviews that like, this was going to be like, honestly, I thought that like, this was going to be a more emotional season than it was just based on like the fact that we had so many people that were friends. Uh, but it ended up just being like a really gameplay centric season with a lot of people that just really respect the game um, to us, us an extreme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, hopping in off that, I was for sure not expecting this. Uh, I've said this before, but my entire first week of being on production for this, I was calling Shane, I was calling my brother, I was calling everybody else on prod being like, what the fuck have we like brought in existence? <laughs> Because, like we've said before, like, there's no major twist in this first episode at all. But the cast creates their own twist. 
And from that, they then keep spiraling and spiraling. And it's insane to watch. And like Shane was saying, I thought this was going to be a season of people being really hurt when like friends would turn each other or something. But instead, what we got was a bunch of people who really wanted to play and a bunch of people who really wanted to play for TV, especially. Uh, so that brings like a very fun product to the called Survivor Universe. I will say, too, it's like what Govin is saying is like there there are like limited, like, I guess, like twists. I will say there are like a, there is more than one swap. So like do with that as you will. Um, it's like we just wanted as much mess as possible, like get them meeting everybody, like make sure that everybody knows each other by the time they get to merge or like absolute chaos. And then, like, of course, we introduced some like twist type things later on in the game because you just you can and they're more fun that way. But like really the first half of the game is just them being like batshit crazy. <laughs> I mean, let's just start off with it. Aaron, what you you also did a cast assessment. I want to know what your predictions came true watching the introductions to these characters in the beginning of the episode. Like you you were an Anna hate no, you're an aviator because she hates potatoes, right? You and I are on the same page. Delusion. That was Anna, I actually, I think, wasn't it? Was it? Anna? Yeah. Anna yeah. was the one that hates potatoes and that yep. Aaron said has first boot energy. I did. I said she was either gonna be first boot or like, yeah, maybe like I I did. Anna's prediction came true for me. Like she was like, she gave the Regina George and like she did. She rubbed people the wrong way. Like she immediately rubbed Viv the wrong way. Um, and you got a little like combative energy between those two. Um that was a little disappointing to me that like the only targets on that tribe were the women. I was like, interesting. Like, why is I nobody didn't throwing out? Say anything. But, I, like... but it's like even even Nikhil, who like threw that the vote on. He was thinking of doing it on Ricky, but he ended up doing it on Viv. It's like, okay, like I don't know why we're just going for the women for to start, but whatever. Um, but yeah, my prediction for Anna came true. Like, I didn't think that she was gonna. Um, I guess go that far. I, she did make allies, which was good, but clearly they were the wrong ones. Um, or at least, you know, they, 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 I don't, I mean, we'll talk about this later, but I do think that they, they miss, they obviously misplayed the first tribal, like, obviously. <laughs> um, but yeah, that one definitely came true. I think we are seeing some gamers like, Lauren is my winner pick. She's I am scared for her. She is already like being sus on her tribe. That is not looking good. Um, but she is there to play, you know, as are as are the other people. Obviously, Nadia and Aol, who I read completely wrong, but he is bringing out the cockiness that I'm seeing now. <laughs> it's, I told you. No, you're right. One of my favorite quotes was after the challenge. He was like, I gave probably the biggest lead in Survivor history. <laughs> and I'm like, first of all, two of you had to hit the buckets with the balls. <laughs> so, like, you can single-handedly give your tribe the lead. Yeah. Is 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 Eggle the Jonathan from 42 of Scotty Survivor? He's just no, he's not guy. that good. <laughs> he thinks he is, though. He certainly thinks he is. I'm telling you, he's just Jackson reincarnated. <gasps> oh my goodness. No, not to that level, I don't think. I think I think Eggle has much more social capital early on in yeah. the game than Jackson yeah. did. Um I mean, I thought this was so funny. Especially I loved the intro where like people would show up and be like, oh shit, my friend's over there. Okay, play cool, play cool. Like that happened multiple times. I was laughing. Well, so unless much. you're Lauren and you just immediately tell everyone. Yeah, that's my roommate. <laughs> Genuinely, I think all of us went, why? Like, why? Like, 
That's like the biggest no. Like, why? <laughs> Super fans are not good at Survivor. I've been saying ever since I joined this podcast group. <laughs> I think it's like, I think you could play that because my, I do think like if you're roommates with somebody, you're going to have meetings at your house, most likely. So like people are going to find out eventually. So I do feel like, like sometimes that doesn't happen. Like Fallen Tarowski did it in season one of Survivor Michigan. Nobody found out for the whole season. But I think that's mostly because they just didn't have meetings at their house. Mm. Like, but if you want to do that, if you want to make it easier on yourself, I feel like if it, if there's a secret that will probably come out eventually, I don't think it's bad to be upfront about it. I think that's a fair point. Uh, Govin, I wanted to know if you saw anything in this first meetup that really stuck out to you as like a an interesting moment watching. I mean... I think you and Shane and I know like when you get everybody together and you just watch these people that you've worked so hard to put in a cast interact, like you're, you're, you can't, your eyes can't dart around fast enough to what chaos is brewing. Is there a moment that you remember that you were like, holy shit, I can't believe that just happened. I, I think the biggest thing for me was when, when Tina walked in and then Tina realizes that Nadia's there. Like you see a little bit of that in the episode, but Nadia's whole thing coming in in all of her pregame press was like, I am so excited to play a game where not people or people aren't really going to know stuff about me yet. So I can just like freely play how I want, play as hard as I want. And then you, the first thing that happens is Tina recognizes her. She recognizes Tina. And I just remember talking with Nadia after that premiere and she's like, fuck, like this is, this is horrible. I now have such an anchor weighing me down because Tina's going to do the crazy shit. Like what you saw later in the challenge, or she'll just go and taunt people. And she's just like, why not? Right. And if there's ever going to be a moment uh, where that could come back to bite her, Nadia was very worried about that. So coming out of the premiere, that was the first thing for me. And then I think I was also very, very wrong on like how much Abby and Xavier would be putting into the game. Uh, you saw how they are one of the first people to arrive. Like I was personally not too high on either of them uh, coming out of like our initial cast interactions. Like, of course, high enough that they're still on the cast, but um, I, I had other personal favorites and then seeing them arrive so early and take so much interest in getting to know people was a really welcome surprise. I mean, I, I think that Xavier reminds me a lot of Xander from season 41. I don't know if anybody else feels this way and it's not just the X in the name. <laughs> I think that he's got like that young, like sort of naivete. He stumbles into all these alliances and like everybody really likes him. He almost busts his ass during the challenge. Or he kind of does Please bust tell his me ass. somebody made a gift for that. <laughs> but yeah, the, the, I I really liked him on first uh, go around when we got to were introduced to Xavier, and I thought that like he put on a pretty good show for someone who I thought was going to be a little more timid or not as involved. So I was very happy to see that. You guys have a good eye for casting. Um, Aaron, I want to know from your experience. What are the most important points when you show up to like that first initial meetup of Survivor? Like when you get there, what do you do? How do you sort of present yourself so that you're in the best position going forward? I think it's better to almost like to be an observer rather than try to put yourself in the center of the action because it is, it's that like initial out the gate. One of the key things of like just longevity in the game is blending in and just not making yourself stand out as like a potential boot so i think in that initial meetup it's kind of like you want to watch see other people's personalities see what they're portraying and then you just kind of give off just enough of your own kind of it, it, you want you but toned down i think is the best option 
That's certainly not what I did. That's certainly not, <laughs> you know, what I'm inclined to. But I do think that on first contact, that might be the best, the best bet. Because people are going to reach out to you. They're going to talk to you if they're on your tribe. Mm-hmm. You're going to get that later down the road. So, like, in that big group setting, the goal should be to watch and listen and not make it all about you. I think that's a very good observation. Does anybody have any notes from this initial, like, pre-challenge meetup that they want to talk about or just anything that like really came to mind Lee scrolling through his like (laughs) tome of notes something that I just didn't have like I guess for y'all to know that something I just didn't have time to really highlight as much just because this episode was so long already was just like how free people were with like knowing one another like Judanique and Lauren were not the only people that were upfront about that like Joe, Valen, and Ricky, like they all made it known that they know each other. Abby and Vivian like had like a little slip up where they were like, Vivian basically said that she, like I didn't catch it on tape, I don't think, but Vivian said that she like knew Abby from some sort of class or whatnot. Um, And so just like, to me, that was maybe the most shocking part of day one was just like, I was like, what the fuck are these people doing? Like, (laughs) are you kidding? Like, why would you ever say that you know somebody? yeah, that was just really... Sh- the only people that didn't say anything were Nadia and Tina. I mean, if you saw it in the trailer, that's not going to last for very long. But, <laughs> like, I guess maybe in this case, being more upfront about the relationships kind of helped. Um, but, yeah, that's just kind of... That was the most shocking part to me day one. Is like, I would never... <laughs> I would never. Yeah, I, maybe it's like because you That's get buried. The exact same thing in season four. Whatever, it's fine. <laughs> Lee, do you yeah. have any notes from this opening? Um, I like uh, the poster Vivian has in the back of her confessionals. The Stitch poster. Yeah, great poster. You know, got like shout out to OG Ohana, right from. <laughs> whatever season of college Survivor leaders at was. best michigan oh, yeah, 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 exactly best michigan season sorry Aaron. <laughs> uh, some will disagree i Maybe. don't think three is the best season by any means but i also <laughs> don't think it's two. <laughs> oh man and the only other thing i wrote down was uh, when nadia said i recognize tina's hat and then i was like oh like Aaron, how she always wears the same hat <laughs> I actually had that same thought. She was, like, she was like, your famous hat. And I was like, oh, is that me? That's really funny. Well, we go right into the challenge, right, guys? Am I not mistaken? Yeah. Uh, first of all, I got to say, I love this challenge. Um, Shane, you did a great job yelling at everybody. Uh, but also what I love about challenges like this is when every single person has something to do, it creates a really fun, awful target on somebody's back if they mess up. Um, and actually, I'm having flashbacks, Aaron, in this challenge. Uh, when Tina was heckling to Richard heckling in season three and it made me laugh because I was like you know you tell them to watch Survivor Michigan I assume would three have been out by then yeah three was out by then because we talked they should have learned in- they should have watched Survivor Michigan like you told them to I mean this was a really fun challenge you guys what do you go when you think about your first challenge what did you want to get out of this before even hopping into the challenge Tina's yeah. a person to ever watch Survivor Michigan and I think I'm very, very clear. Uh, I, I doubt, like, we had explained some of the rules, like, over time. So I, I think Tina's uh, 
Yeah, that would have went way over her head. Runjin, though, I was surprised that Runjin was heckling people because Runjin was clearly like a Survivor super fan coming into this and making a target for no reason doesn't really help you uh, much at all. But yeah, Shane, go forward with the challenge. Um, well, this was like the first like tribal challenge in person that we had ever had, which is like kind of crazy to say uh, because of the pandemic. So like the only like in-person challenges we had were post-merge last season so i think that we just wanted something that got them all interacting together in some way or form and just like would let us use like an entire space that well we still like technically had to follow social distancing which clearly they didn't do at the end um <laughs> uh, sorry uh sorry cmu um but like we had to like kind of structure it so that like we could like still kind of follow that um and have them like spread out enough so there wasn't an issue um but yeah i think it's just something that was like engaging kept them moving kept them thinking like trying to do all the aspects of survivor like uh, like the physical the mental uh and like i guess social but not really but like you know what i mean like kind of getting their brains working definitely i think also uh you got the competition there there's something about being in person that brings out the competitive spirit and I love that, you know, like, I, I don't want people to get messy, but also I really, really do want people to get messy. So that was like such a blessing. And I also loved, you know, we had the lead, the comeback, the failure, like there were so many parts of the challenge. Um, I felt bad for Valen doing the cardboard slide puzzle, right? She had a really funny confessional about that. I know how it is. Like, you, you know, if something doesn't come in time you only have two preps instead of three it just happens but i love that she was like thank god because i you know i feel like they would have just blamed the hell out of you guys if it wasn't if they didn't pull out oh it. yeah they already were <laughs> even though they won i was like y'all can relax like you won you just, <laughs> you just focus on being safe like we have enough and, like i was just getting messages from all these people being like you guys really have to fix that and i'm like I'm dealing with all of the mess of the other teams that are, and on top of that, like, okay, so, like, this is, like, behind-the-scenes stuff, but, like, the biggest kind of, like, I guess scandal of production that season was that all of the idols just started disappearing. Like, they just, they weren't taken by players. They just were, like, disappearing on campus. Like, and at, at one point, like, we actually caught, I caught somebody, like, taking it, um, like I, I we would literally I literally had to rehide an idol like three times because somebody like kept taking it. Um and it wasn't involved in the cast at all. Like it just was like so that was what I was doing with for the first forty eight hours of the game was like some rando just taking the idols. Uh and then I finally fa figured out who it was and was like, Stop doing that. <laughs> it was the puppet master. <laughs> Well, I thought it was in, like, a not obvious place, but I guess, like, the rain kind of, like, detached it, um, and then it kind of fell. So we, like, had to come up with new hiding spots after that. Um, wow, thankfully, the person was just, like, free necklace. Sweet. Exactly, yeah, some necklace. Was, it's in a plastic bag that says Scotty Survivor. What makes you think that you can just take it? Like... <laughs> Yeah, now we have to have, like, a stranger warning on the idol clue that's, like, if you are not playing this game, put this shit down. Like, what, what kind of people are out? I, I can't. Drama students. Mm. <laughs> I was a theater kid. Don't trust them. Erin, uh, did you have a highlight from this challenge? Or just in general, like, what um, did you think about what went on? Yeah, well, I think, obviously, Xavier eating shit was a great moment. 
Um, no shade to him, but that was very funny. Especially like somebody, I think somebody literally yelled like, don't fall. And then he just <laughs> fell. <laughs> well, it's very, very perfect comedic timing. I don't think that anybody could have scripted that better. Um, but I also loved that um, Abby like shit the bed in her part of the challenge. But then she came up with the strategy, I think, for the slide puzzle that got them the win eventually. So she kind of she had a good arc even within that challenge of like, you know, she if if they would have lost, it probably would have been fully on her. You know, like they would have blamed her. She would have had the target. But then she was she figured out like, hey, this is actually where I'm useful. This is actually where I'm going to put my efforts. But then I'm also like, why didn't she ask to do that part of the challenge? You know, so I don't know. That was also I think that that was also a good moment. Lee, in your tome of notes, do you have thoughts on the challenge? Or are you one of those people who just doesn't care about the challenge? A bit of both. It depends on what the challenge is. <laughs> I, you can tell that I've podcasted with Lee long enough that I know exactly what he does and doesn't like about a survivor before even checking in. Uh, one thing I, uh, one thing I uh, noted, I kind of just like Tina just being like, I'm not going to fall <laughs> after he's there. He does a little fairy jump. It's like, don't worry, I'm not going to fall. <laughs> um, I think I know which tribe is going to be like the overconfident tribe being like, we're going to win everything. It's definitely the Real and Parker's tribe? Yep. <laughs> yep. I don't know how you were able to guess. I know it's like, um, why is Govin wearing two masks? <laughs> this was probably in the double mask era, right? Yeah, this was very much the double mask era. <laughs> you will see. <laughs> <laughs> Govin literally said that to me. He was like, everybody's uh, going to comment on that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was so sure that that's going to be such a vocal point. Uh, but yeah, I no, said, don't worry about it. Nobody's going to say anything. He's like, Stay safe. Come on. Yeah, I, I wanted to be safe, and very thankfully, caught COVID only come season four, not season two. So <laughs> we were good for the season. Yeah, that's true. I I used to like double mask all the time, and then I stopped, and now I I got COVID a couple of months ago. So the conspiracy starts. I think with the you. irony is that Govind is our first COVID case within Scotty Survivor during a season. <laughs> Congratulations, Govind! You're a trailblazer. That should get you an advantage, I think. Like, Congratulations, you got COVID. Here's an extra vote. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, this is uh, a victory for the Green Tribe and the Pink Tribe. Or, I'm, I'm saying that right, Yes, right? those two. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Listen, you got some dark buffs. Sometimes it's hard to tell. <laughs> they look oh, really that nice. That was a running joke. They, like, the Zaman basically were like, it's not pink, it's purple. Like the entire time, like they just like kept nagging us in their chat. I was like, "It's pink, it's pink." It's like a darker pink. But also, I would want to be on the pink tribe. Like, I I feel like there's so many boring Survivor tribe colors. Like, put me on the pink tribe. Put me on the lime green tribe. Like, I want to be on the most obnoxiously colored buff tribe possible, in the best way. I love it. Um, do you have what are the origins of the tribe names? I don't think we talked about this. What, where did these tribe names come from? Uh, oh, come on, you gotta have that in your back pocket. Um, I, I forget the I like I wrote it down somewhere. It had some like all of them had some like relation to time, like some meaning of like time in like maybe a different language. Or I, I think one of them was like something like Hebrew. Can't remember the exact words for it, but like it meant something related to time. Each one. 
yeah, Govin, please tell me you remember more than I do. No, way over my head, bro. Uh, <laughs> it was very intentional. We had a long call about the tribe names. Uh, that's in the past. Okay, Enjoy. yeah, I was right. Dorit mean in Hebrew means generation or period of time. I knew I was right on that. Um, and then Zaman. Zaman, it was based on an Arabic time, age, era. And then Barandi uh, was Old Norse, uh, which meant uh, was to like to become within time. I don't know exactly, but that's so three different languages. I mean, that leads me to my other question. Is lost in time going to play a bigger factor in the season overall, in the theme, in like any of the advantages? Like what uh, is the significance of lost in time, if anything? Hourglass twist? Oh, no. <laughs> um, Anna, you're back in. I think that, <laughs> in general, uh, the season <laughs> name has less effect than we hopefully were hoping for. However, some of the potential twists um, have to do with maybe speeding the game up or slowing the game down um, in some way, shape, or form, or kind of just, like, yeah, I guess that's the best way I can describe it. Govin, do you have another way? Yeah, I would say the pace of the game changes later on dependent on time-related twists. However, the, like I've said a million times by this point, the contestants are the real focal point of the season. It's much less like any sort of time-related instance on the prod side. So, um, yeah, it, it's similar to how season one. Season one had a few twists here and there, but that was by no means a focal point. It was much more player-driven. And... uh. Also, light and dark could be things here. Okay. <laughs> Very specific, Shane. Thank you. Battle of the good and bad. All right. Jeez. Well. So nobody be on the good tribe then. <laughs> well, we did talk. We did talk about some of those juxtapositions, though, with like Abby and Viv, where it's kind of like the light and the dark, or like Jude and Lauren, you know. So, like, yeah, we've got. I feel like Abby and Jude and Nick are both. Good people. Great, we got two. <laughs> <laughs> or even like, I think the juxtaposition of someone like Anna who's calling herself a Regina George type, and then you have like Judanique who seems like truly the nicest person in the entire world. Like, and I love those foils on a tribe together. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know how much you guys thought about that, but I certainly think as a viewer, we got a fun experience with that kind of chaos in the mix. Well, Let's get right into the strategy of it all. This was a ton of fantastic character examples and, and moments in time. I mean, I didn't even realize until halfway through that the reason that they were making a joke about calling the alliance the Nacho Cheese Alliance was because Dorit is almost Dorito. Like, it took me so long to process that. And see, there you go. Like, like <laughs> that was the thing where I was like, oh, these these little whippersnappers. I'm too, I'm too old for this at this point. <laughs> little whippers. <laughs> but I, I want to know, Aaron, from your perspective, what was one of the highlights or many of the highlights for you in seeing everybody finally get to talk and strategize? Yeah, I think it was I think it was interesting the initial targets that got set up because it's like on the like on Dorit, on the losing tribe, there wasn't anybody that was like glaringly bad at the challenge. And they weren't even targeting Judanique because of her challenge performance. It was because they thought she had an idol. So I think I that, think that, that was, yeah, maybe. 
But like, I think that, that was a little bit interesting. And it's also like when you have that whole, the whole team there, like looking at the puzzle and like giving direction, it is kind of hard to just pin that on the one person, you know? So I thought that that was really interesting. Yeah. The initial targets that come out, the initial conversations that happen, like, like you said, Naomi, like people did just kind of like move towards Xavier. Like they were like, you know what, you're somebody that's cool. You're somebody that I could talk to. And I don't know if that was more of like a friendly nature kind of thing or like a, this is a freshman I can manipulate kind of thing. Um, I think that that could be a vibe of some people. Um, But yeah, it definitely did pretty right away turn into like, Nikhil and Anna versus Ricky and Viv with Xavier kind of talking to everybody and Jude kind of just being like the target until, right, until Vivian kind of like filled her in and was like, hey, you're being targeted. Do you want to do something about it? (laughs) So, yeah, I thought that it was really interesting how it all played out. And I love to see a 3-2-1 in the very first vote. I think that that was hilarious. And I don't know where... And I, I think Nikhil is like, he's subtly overconfident. Like he's not like Aol where it's like, it's all out there, but he was like, he's like, he thought everybody would just be okay with him being like, yeah, I'll be the only other vote. Like I'll decide basically if Jude plays an idol, I'm going to decide who's going home. Like that's essentially what he was saying. And he just expected everyone to be fine with it. <laughs> Told you he'd be a flake. <laughs> Not this, not a flag. Well, we'll let's let's jump to I think the tribe of the hour, which is the pink tribe Zaman, because mm-hmm. the puppet master is playing tricks. Now I just want to put this out there. I think the puppet master is Runjin. Okay. For a couple reasons. One, I don't think we saw a lot of them this episode. And I think that that is a person who is not holding back in the reality TV department. So I'm a little suspicious of the edit. <laughs> Two, I don't think it was somebody on the blue tribe because I think they were too busy with tribal council and I don't think that they would have had the time to then also create a fake email account. You know how long it takes? Gmail wants you to put like your number, your birthday. It takes so long. So I think that it was somebody on the green tribe messing with the pink tribe. And I could see maybe like an Ethan, but but really who else is going to be as dedicated to the production value of the puppet master than Brendan? That's my theory. But let's get it out there. In case you don't know, in case you forgot, the Puppet Master is tormenting the Zaman tribe. They found their idol and they are tempting them with... Uh, are they, Was the demand just like, find my idol and meet me? It was okay. like, show me proof you have another tribe's idol and we'll trade. I'm a reasonable person. Well, I think it was to not, to not give like away what like what tribe they were coming from i guess my question is do you think that this was like tormenting or trying to make an ally or a little bit of both Um, see i think i definitely think it was tormenting because they like refused to meet up with people they were like maybe you'll be an ally in the future um but i i have a theory that it's vivian trying to cover her tracks from sending the idol clue to everybody instead of just her tribe yeah can we talk about that that was gag (laughs) Uh, as somebody who's been on Discord for like way too long with their life, I know the str- I know the pain of accidentally sending a message to the wrong chat. Mm-hmm. I've never done an idol because I was never good enough to have a clue. But <laughs> it's just accidentally sending a message like, oh, I did not mean to send this to um uh, this channel, or accidentally, or when it's worse, I play a lot of Minecraft Survivor. When you go to 
PM someone in Minecraft and you accidentally send it to the public chat and everybody sees it. <laughs> I've seen a good few of those happen. It's just so funny to watch, but it's so like, oh no. Yeah. Govan, what was your reaction when she sent out the entire <laughs> Did she delete it right away? I was yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah, I know Shane was filming at the time, and I, I was walking with other people uh, on, on different tribes. I think at that moment, it kind of, like, awoke everyone. And I'm really thankful that that experience happened, because at that moment, people aren't really thinking about, like, searching for other people's idols or anything of that sort. But then the moment that becomes public knowledge what that idol clue is, then everyone's like, oh, and you see that, right? You see that the other tribes are already looking. We get that experience of, like, uh, Aol, Lauren, and Nadia all looking together. And I think it really kicked into gear a lot of these people's like sixth sense and um, whether or not they found something, like clearly it doesn't seem like Unique found anything at the very least, but still everyone was like looking at that same time, which is dope. Yeah. yeah. What was the timeline like? Just because uh, it was like chopped up a little bit and I might be old and bad at figuring out things based on edits. What was the timeline uh, like for- Five minutes after they split. Wow. <laughs> Um, oh it was it was quick. It was very fast. Uh, yeah, it was it was that quick. Like she sent it, and then they they were like Vivian, and then she realized, and she was like, "Holy shit!" And by that time, you already have Aol, Nadia, Lauren, Haley, and Abby looking for it. It's clear why Aol, Nadia, and Lauren are looking for it. Obviously, Abby and Vivian are friends, so that makes sense too. And then Haley is just kind of there. I, that one was the one that surprised me. I did not expect Haley to be looking for the blue team's idol. That was that one was the one that I was surprised by. I was like, "What is Haley doing?" <laughs> oh, Haley! I love Haley. She is like clearly she's like you know just kind of a log for the ride, but in like a very fun way. And you know, I'm always gonna root for a music major, I guess. But you know, she is like. <laughs> I, I felt very bad for her and um, because if I'm correct, she and Tina get left out of the alliance, right? Or am I? Ranjan and Ranjan Tina, and Tina get, get left out of the alliance. Oh yeah, she stumbles into it. That's, yeah. The Green Tribe was also very funny this episode. Oh my God, I loved them. That they were such like chaotic, you know, Ethan's immediately like, sorry, alliance. Like, you know, <laughs> four people. For me, that was Haley actually. For me, it was that Ethan said that he got stuck with them. Like, <laughs> Well, because Ethan wants to work with Runjan, he was saying. Like, he wants to, he was like, Runjan wasn't there, but, like, he's obviously someone I want to be in touch with and be working with. And, yeah, pretty bad that Runjan and Tina were the only ones not there and also the ones who were heckling at the challenge. Like, they are really just, they're like, you know what? Here's two easy votes. You're welcome. And apparently there's existing beef because Joe didn't let Runjan in on some orientation thing. Oh, yeah, orientation assassin, he said. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. yes. And now we oh. finally know who Joe was talking about in his preseason confessional. It wasn't Ethan. That was the gag. That was the gag of the episode for me. It was that that was not a conf confessional about Ethan. I was shocked. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they formed this alliance. So again, that's Abby, Ethan, Haley, and Joe. The and Bean Squad. The Bean Squad. Terrible alliance name, respectfully. <laughs> Horrible. Uh, there's no such thing as a good alliance name. Like, just say we're in this group. Don't give it a stupid name like your own. Yeah, just call yourself like the six or something. Make it like, give it a note. So the whole tribe. I mean, you're not supposed to do that for like, you know, strategic reasons, but like just for, for my brain, just call it your number, <laughs> whatever people. Um, yeah, so they're in alliance on Verandy. And this is definitely like, 
thank God that Green didn't lose because, you know, if you're Tina or Runjan, you are out in the cold and it's very hard to come back from that in one vote. So hopefully they can integrate themselves a little bit more into the tribe. Um, it just goes to show how important it is to be at these really, really initial meetings. Like, I have to say, if there's anything, you know, there's the rule of real survivor, but the rules of college survivor are like, get to the very first meeting that your <laughs> tribe has or you are fucked. Like, that is, that's what it reads to me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, and what I really like from Zaman, too, that we're seeing is, like, a lot of just full tribe calls. And I guess, and I feel like the puppet master is kind of the reason for that. Like, if somebody is kind of targeting your whole tribe, you want to all get together. You want to all figure it out. So the puppet master is kind of like bonding this whole Zaman tribe and bringing them together. And that's probably not the best bet for them. Now, are we sure that the puppet master isn't somebody from that tribe? We're not sure. But I feel like that's just, that would be, that would be next level. Yeah, I said, like, preseason oh ale obviously the puppet master because i feel like he was the only one that like has the balls to do it and then uh when somebody was like going through on discord it was like i don't think it's this person this person or this person so it's this group of people and i was like okay let's narrow it down a bit more and it pretty much narrowed down to either if it's green tribe it's probably runjan if it's blue it's vivian and if it's <clears throat> zaman it's ale okay I can't wait to see how wrong or right we are in, like, what episode It was Abby all episode along. Episode six. Episode six. That's when we find out? Stop. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm so I'm, sorry. I'm too old for this, you guys. This Turns like, out it's not even anyone from the season. It's yeah, it's all not it's from Leo the last back season. again. Oh, just, like, oh fucking God, with not them. Leo. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Well, so basically, the pink tribe is the tribe I think I really want to dive into the dynamics of because they are sort of the most, I I, want to say up in the air, but also messy for me. Like, Mm -hmm. clearly, Ayal is trying to, like, establish some form of dominance, but then he's also moving in a way where he, like, you know, it's like, oh, well, we could vote out Lauren next. And it's like, who said, who said anything about voting out Lauren? It was, I mean, Aaron, talk to me. I, this was messy. It was, yeah. Because like I said, yeah, Lauren was my winner pick. And I am like, obviously, it's like, AL just established this alliance. Like, you go idol hunting with someone on day one. Like, that is a solid, that's some solid trust. That's like, yeah, it was AL, Nadia, and Lauren. And I loved that group. I was like, yes, like, let's go. Let's keep this. But then, and then. So now Ayal is like, no, let's vote out Lauren. And I get it. She did like cut off that PS on her response from the puppet master, which is like probably not the best move, especially like assuming that other people are going to respond back as well. Um, so that wasn't great on her part. But then, yeah, Ayal immediately taking that. And instead of just talking to her and being like, hey, by the way, like we got a response to it had this PS. Like, did yours have a PS maybe? He was like, mm, no, I think we'll vote her out. Like, at Are first you block. asking for reasonable decisions in a college survival? No, you know what? You're right. That is on me. But I do like that Nadia is now even like, so Ayal is willing to just immediately like flip on Lauren. Like, why are we talking about this? So now I think Nadia might be more team Lauren than she is team Ayal. So I think that that could be interesting if we see a little bit like Nadia, Lauren team up. Then we have Parker and Henry. And who's the sixth on that tribe? Valen. Valen, right. I don't, I don't think I've seen Valen speak with a single person other than on the full tribe. Um, Only confessionals. Right. 
And Henry's well, what great confessionals those are. I have to say, Valen <laughs> cracks me up. In well, everything she she was a part of the group of four of herself, Henry, Nadia, and Lauren looking for an idol after the Puppet Master's first um, message. That's true. Okay, that was okay. This was the most shocking part of that whole week. Like, I think the Puppet Master didn't expect them all to like compare notes in a sense of like them to like all be working together. Like, I don't know if I'm getting this email from somebody named the Puppet Master and I have a chance to get an idol. I don't know. I think I would take that. And I think I wouldn't go like talk to everybody on the like. Like, I feel like I would, like, hold on to that and, like, use it against that person later in the game. Um, well, I also like... think that the biggest mistake that Puppet Master maybe makes here, and I don't know how you guys feel, is emailing everybody at yeah. once. I think the Puppet Master should have targeted, like, one person on each tribe that they were trying to get. And mm -hmm. then from there, like, you know, if that person doesn't respond, go out. Like, you know, you're the first person I've emailed. Like basically like gaslight them into being like you're my only one babe i'm not talking to anybody else do you want to tell me where the idol is like i, I just thought it was kind of crazy to shoot off an email to everybody on a, a tribe i mean go and watching the puppet master work their magic what were you thinking about the way that they conducted themselves yeah i i was in absolute shock because this was something way beyond any of our wildest dreams on at least a production front and then second uh, i was in shock that they sent it all to one tribe all at once. I was I, I was exactly on the same wave like this you Diobi where like target one person. Let's see actually whether or not that person would have bought a bit because like it's clear uh from what happened in the episode that Lauren actually wanted to like work with the puppet master, right? Like if she, if she was the only one that got like the uh message, it could have turned out very differently rather than the entire tribe like bonding over this moment. Um, and then I have my own, I'm always partial to Nadia given like my friendship with her, but like <laughs> her doing the master, the puppet master stuff was like, it's that was funny. And I was like, wow, this is, this is about to like even blow up even more. For can me, it was like Nadia. Oh, sorry. No, you got leave. I was going to ask, can we confirm that is that a real idol that Nadia has? I, I don't think we can shake, can we? Um, I confirm whether or not it is in the next episode, so you'll have to wait. Okay. But <laughs> only um, but for me, it was that Nadia goes, the puppet master forced my hand. They had to make a big move on day three. And I'm like, on what planet did the puppet master force your hand into making a big move? Like, <laughs> they tied your hands a little bit. But they did not force you to make an account called the Master Puppet Master and hide a fake idol. Like, no! So we know Nadia has experience with making these fake accounts. Mmm! Yeah. Nadia's oh. just, just <laughs> playing with herself. The entire time. <laughs> well, okay, one thing, one thing I guess that isn't really, I forgot, I actually forgot to like make a, like a little graphic for it. But the Puppet Master doesn't email back the master puppet master email they emailed back nadia's personal account so they knew it was nadia maybe i can't confirm that but okay. they did email back nadia and not they did not respond to the fake idol this is some fancy shit that would just make me more think like is it somebody on her tribe because how would it know it's nadia unless it's somebody on her tribe, and there's only one person on her tribe that she told she did this to. And that's Aeol, yeah. 
Interesting. Also about this story, have none of these people seen like any crime show? Like you don't just immediately go to someone like, who are you? Or like, meet me in person in half an hour. Oh my God, Parker. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen someone as bad as when Parker got stood up on that date with the puppy master. <laughs> The man was waiting out there. I remember him like test- texting his like prod chat, being like, "I'm in my car. I'm awaiting the first person I see." And he just like is out of the cold and it's enjoy the evening breeze. I'm like, "Holy shit, this is awesome!" The biggest <laughs> twist to me would be like, I would believe it more if like Jude and was the puppet master than if it was Parker. A hundred percent. Like Parker is the farthest person from it, in my opinion. He is just so. Well- so tunnel visioned now. Oh it's my god. Also, Parker, double check your notes because I know it's on that little fake advantage you made. The whole tribe name was not in blue. There was one letter that was in black, so you could tell it wasn't production. Well, I just think that it was so funny that Parker is like, I want to play this like really honest game, and then he's like, Let me make a fake hidden immunity idol clue. <laughs> Badly. Parker also showing his misogyny. He said, Mr. Puppet Master. He said, definitely a guy. Like, yes, I, I will only Girls be using beta pronouns apparently. for the Puppet Master. Puppet Masters can be women too or non binary people. It's not just yeah. Raven from BB19. Puppet <laughs> <laughs> so I just, I just scrolled back into Parker's little uh, fraud chat. Um, and then he, I just read this message of like, they're talking about like the hunt. Uh, behind like Hunt Library thing. And Gobin's like, would love to have your perspective in addition to the Puppet Masters and all of this. And Parker goes, my perspective ma- uh, my perspective is that the Puppet Master sucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's about right. Amen, oh. Parker, amen. I mean, I also think Parker is a really funny character. Um, and he gets up to a lot, of, uh, just a lot of tomfoolery this episode, you know? Like he has that really funny competitive spirit that I think you always need on College Survivor, someone who's like going a little too hard on the challenges, is a little too into everything that's going on, and you're like, dude, it's it's College Survivor. But you want that. You want that energy in a character. I mean, Govin, was Parker someone you had a lot of expectations for, or were you more sort of like, oh, you know, whatever happens, happens? I had a lot of expectations as a character, very low expectations as a player, uh, because everything we'd heard about Parker before the cast was about how he is like, this man who, like I described previously, a walking contradiction. He's so into, like, calling people out, such an army man, true to his morals. Uh, but then at the same time, he, like, lies without realizing that he's lying. It's it's this really interesting character. So Zaman, I think, is one of my favorite tribes, like, period, in Sky Survivor. And the fact that we had, like, him, Aeol, Nadia, Lauren, a lot of these huge personalities just from, like, start one. Uh, was awesome in my mind and I, I think Parker just delivers on like content like he, he is such a fun guy uh, as far as like character driven monologues are concerned uh, don't Somebody send do a Parker monologue for their audition one year like <laughs> in school sorry Lee what were you saying I was saying don't send this guy on like any recon missions or anything to do with like negotiation <laughs> <laughs> it's where it's like you're ho- we're holding your soldier hostage. He'd be like, Sen Parker, send yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man. Well, I think like from this episode, what is the 
best Zaman alliance that is like what do you guys think like Aaron and Lee is the alliance that is coming out of Zaman into the next episode and is maybe going to be the most successful in this game Ayla Nadia okay I would I wouldn't say Nadia and Lauren honestly but even then like either way Nadia <laughs> either way Nadia for sure but <laughs> oh it's like we always made a good pick for a winner pick hmm Everyone was trying to be a hater last time, but look where I am. What did I, I say last time? I think it's very... I, I don't know if I could... If I would confidently say that there's a single solid alliance on Zaman right now, if I'm being honest. <laughs> yeah. all the Puppet the Master that, and... Yeah. <laughs> right. It's the whole tribe. They're all, like... They're all coordinating together, but obviously that can't be in an alliance. That can't be an alliance. Like, mm. the Puppet Master has given them a common enemy... But that's also making it difficult, I think, to see an enemy within their own tribe to kind of like target as to, you know, when tribal council comes. So I don't know that we've gotten to that point of like targeting anybody or building a solid alliance because like, yeah, Aol is like, maybe we'll get Lauren. But the only person he said that to is Nadia, who was like, why is Aol trying to target Lauren? I thought we were in an alliance with her. So I think it's I, I don't I don't think I would call anything on that tribe currently an alliance. No. I wouldn't even say they're in an alliance with themselves. I don't even think they know what's going on. It's like you Nobody is stick. working for their own best interest. It's very no. accurate. Very accurate. They, it's just I, like... I think they are the biggest hot mess of a starting Survivor tribe that I've ever seen. And and when we played the content, I was like, uh, the the next time on, and I was like, yeah, how will Zaman like fall apart once again? And they were like, what do you mean fall apart? Like we never fell apart. And I was like, no, you fell apart. Like <laughs> I don't think episode. they were ever together. Like <laughs> I just I don't think there was anything to fall apart. They just <laughs> never got together. We're like we were so united. It's like no. No. <laughs> um, you were united in how divided you lot were. Yes, that's a great way to put it. I I want to know more a little bit about Henry. I feel like Henry was not on the back burner. Ooh. He was like right in the, the throes of things, but he was somebody who I didn't get like a ton out of this episode. And I'm wondering, Shane Govan, like, what was Henry up to this time around? What was he doing? He's like oh, wow. little. He's like the Ke- you know, like the Kevin McAllister who's like left behind when they leave for the airport. Like nobody's really like, where's Henry? Henry, yeah, Govan, you want to do it? Now I have a cat crawling on my arm. So <laughs> I, like, I heard a cat, and I was like, but, yeah, no. I mean, you see Henry involved in certain things. He was at the, on the idol hunt uh, with Lauren, with Valid, and with Nadia. Uh, but you also see that he, his whole thing, even in the confessional we shared like uh with the pregame presses he wanted to not be the first one to make these big moves and i think now being part of this tribe that is all about big moves as people creating alliances and being like oh let's backstab that person we just allied with that's not really henry's like mo instead he's trying to take things a little chill and then when things necessitate action then henry will act so uh he, he's a character that like builds over time rather than necessarily like episode one he's going to give you everything he has i will say too that like again it's one of those like classic like henry does not give a lot of content um so like he had a big part in like the whole like making the fake clue with parker but like he didn't talk about that so (laughs) most of the things that like henry may or may do in the season or say like he doesn't record about so it's very hard to like again it's just we're going based on what we have so if somebody's not included in something, more 
95% of the time with me in the editing seat, um, I like to show everybody's perspective. So if somebody's perspective isn't being shown, it's because they didn't give me anything, more likely than not. Which is especially the case this season. Like, there's no, like, true inactives on this cast. Like, if they are not shown in the edit, it's because they're choosing not to film themselves. Which I think brings us right around to Nikhil. Um, and the blue, back to Dorit. Um, well, the Blue Tribe, as we said, Dorit, lost. They're going to Tribal Council. And when I tell you, the minute that it was like, hmm, and I was like, I don't really like Vivian. I was like, if Vivian goes home, they did not convince me that this is a good season. I'll be fucking furious. I was like, I was like, like clutching my desk and I was like, I guess I'd lose June and Eek. Like I was just, you know, you know, when you bargain with yourself when you're watching Survivor, like mm-hmm. who would I lose in this moment? I was going through that. I was in the throes of that, this episode. Every Thank God. Time. So I'm wondering, Lear, like, Give me the breakdown. Like, this is so complicated, I feel like. So I want to know what your notes were and, like, what your thoughts were on on this Blue Tribe sort of hoopla that went on. <laughs> uh, well, first, I had the same thoughts. She was like, do not tell me Vivian goes home after I've been saying she's my winner pick because this is a horrible tradition for me. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I take a winner pick, they go home super early. <laughs> and I was just pretty much, like... I don't want to say shitting on the people, but I kind of wrote down, why is Anna's voice annoying? <laughs> Jesus Christ, she's already dead. <laughs> no offense, girl, but she just sounds like every, like, stereotypical mean girl. <laughs> With, like, how everything she says just sounds so fake. And the whole, like, Regina George comment, like, where did that come from? It's like, you were talking with Nikhil and Xavier, and all of a sudden you're just saying, like, everyone's a bitch. Well, not necessarily. Well, like, why I think it was a reference like to the phone call with Vivian. She went on a whole rant about Vivian. Lots of rants about Vivian. Shocking. Shocking. Can I just say, Mean Girls was a movie that came out in 2004. I was 10 in 2004. I feel like everybody else in this cast was like six or five at most. Like, and the fact like, that it's like Mean Girls references like are still Anna, happening Anna to was say. Three. Three. And it was three. Oh, exactly. God, me and Anna are the same age. <laughs> so I, I just like, I laugh so much when Mean Girls is still something that people think about to this day. I'm like, oh my God, like that movie is like almost like 20 years old at this point. It's insane. Um, class, anyways. <laughs> I also thought it was funny when um, Vivian was talking with Nikhil, the rare chances Nikhil shows up, and she was just like, Nikhil says Anna is good in challenges, but he's just saying that because Anna's good looking, has a crush on her. <laughs> I know, that killed me. No, but he, she didn't even say, she was like, I'm not saying that he like has a crush on her, but he definitely finds her attractive. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I we are, you. like, we are getting back into that, like, perfect OG, like, Maryland era of, like, people just firing shots at each other in a confessional mm-hmm. and be like, I'm just about to say something really fucking mean, and I don't care, and it's true. And you're like, oh, my God. Like, this is this is what I love about College Survivor. Oh, my, that was so funny. I, <laughs> and she's so <laughs> pragmatic about it. She's not trying to say that he's, like, you know, like, being gross or anything. She's just like, this is just the truth. It's just how it is. I, uh, Vivian is fantastic. Perfect person. Perfect professionalist. So good. Please let her win. Please. Love My Vivian. favorite thing is that, like, Nikhil's sole goal here for this tribal is to save Anna. Like, to make sure that she doesn't go. And he's the and reason he's she goes home. the reason that she went home. 
Like he's the one that sent her home, basically. I think that that's so funny. That's so poetic. Like in targeting this other person and like making it clear to like Nikhil just he misplayed this so poorly. Like not only did he like target Junique, but then he also like told Ricky and Vivian, like, hey, I'm gonna put a vote on somebody that's not me or Anna that's like not Anna because that's who Jude's probably going to vote for. And so, like, Viv and Ricky are sitting there thinking, like, well, he's probably not going to put it on Xavier, so, like, it's one of us. I mean, he did tell both of them. Like, he told Ricky, I'm probably going to throw my vote on Vivian. Told Vivian, probably going to throw my vote on Ricky. Right. But then he's expecting them not, again, then that means he's expecting them not to talk to each other, which is just, like, it's such a a bad play. Like, if you're going to throw your vote, you can't tell everybody else on the tribe that you're going to do that. He could have gotten away with that if he would have just told Xavier and Anna. Yeah. That would have I been, think they were thinking, fine. I think he was thinking, like, or he was probably told, like, we're going to need two people to vote, um, Vivian or Ricky, probably Vivian. So it was like, tell Ricky and Lily to, like, do a 2 2 2 split. Or make it, like, a three. Or that he no, thought. He, no, every- he, he didn't, though. Like, he had a confessional where he was like, I'm going to just throw my vote. Like, he knew that he, he, he wanted oh. only one vote because he thought only Jude. Was against going to vote. Yeah, I think he right. thought everyone else is going to vote Jude. I'll just throw my vote. Exactly. Exactly. I think, oh, yeah, I think in doing that, he then gave them the leeway to be like, actually, I guess do we the don't... three, two, one. Yeah. Let's get out Anna. What's she giving to the tribe? Exactly. She's the second worst. Oh my! It took gosh. her eight times to run back and forth to build bricks. Oh. That I love a... that they were all clocking each other's challenges too. Like, she, yeah, Vivian yeah, was like, it took her eight times. And then Anna's like, we counted how many times that you threw the ball at the bucket. <laughs> oh my God. I, I lost Neither of you guys were the worst. Did you not see Joe and Abby? <laughs> they were there for like a good 30 minutes. Yeah. That was that painful. Was watching, yeah. watching Abby with the buckets. I'm sorry, Abby. That was just so hard to watch. I think Maybe nominate yourself for puzzles. It's like period. I, I was the one filming the green tribe for that initial thing, and like I could feel like my foot like sinking into the ground from how long I was standing <laughs> in the spot. Oh my god! I know that's like I have to teach. I have to remind people when they're filming challenges. Like if it goes long, like don't stop. Like you can't just like stop filming and come back to it. Like I'm sorry, you have to stand there and just point your camera at them for like. 30 minutes failing to throw a ball in a bucket. This is just how it has to be. Mm-hmm. Um, Shane and Govin, like, what is the insight to this sort of chaos? Like, how, I'm curious how quickly it all kind of comes to a head and turns around and flips into this 3 2 1. Very early. Um, very, very early. Uh, within 24 hours. Um, like, they, they got the ball rolling because they really only had like 72 hours for this first vote which is like not a lot of time for when you just met each other um the timeline from what I, I was really involved in the filming of this first vote so the timeline was it was clear jude 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 sat all saturday sunday vivian and ricky realize that there's a three like an alliance between xavier anna and Nikhil because jude clocked it they didn't think that at all. They had no idea until Jude brought it up. So then then they're like, well, fuck, like, we have to do something about that. And that's when this plan starts, like, kind of forming. And Nikhil says that. And then from the rest of it, then they just, like, are, like, basically just playing it up the whole time. So, like, day two, day three is when it really starts. 
this was so fun. I mean, this episode is so great and so well put together, but also like it was such a blast to see you guys get to do a live tribal council. And, you know, we had had those in the past, uh, last season, but like it was really fun to like, be there from moment one, especially for a tribal council like this. And Anna really did not see it coming, huh? She was. You saw the shock goofed. in her face when that last vote for her. For me, out. it was the pan to Xavier being like, <laughs> 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 oh, oh gosh, my god which, <laughs> which to be honest i was like you'll see in the next episode like they actually made an attempt to talk to xavier and be like hey we want to vote out anna and he just didn't listen um and so like it's shocking from like our, it was shocking from my perspective that he was so blindsided because to me it was so blatantly obvious that they were voting for anna like that's I was like, there is literally no way that like I wouldn't see that they were voting for Anna based on their interactions with Xavier because they didn't want to blindside him. It's crazy and to me that Xavier was sitting there like I'm juggling all of these alliances, and it's like, no, you're not. You're working with yeah, you're working with Anna and Nikhil, and you're like you're telling Vivian and Ricky nothing. Like you're not juggling anything. You and have people that want like to talk to you, but you're not giving them anything back. So like obviously they're gonna know that you don't want to work with them. Yeah, but I, I have to. As well. I had to commend Vivian. I think because Vivian. Vivian, I think, realizes that Anna is voting for her very early on. And, like, she can sense that tension, right? You know, they're talking about each other. And then I think, you know, it was like, oh, who's Anna voting for? And Vivian's like, it's me. It's, like, so obviously me. What are you talking about? Like, I thought that was, like, Vivian had a lot of good insight this episode, uh, which I was very pleased to see that, like, she went from being in a spot where, like, she could have easily just gone home if, like, the Alliance of Three steamrolls everything. But instead... It's a lot of social work. It's a lot of manipulation, but it it worked. It, it comes out in the end in like a three, two, one. You love to see that happen, huh? The first like, Scotty three, two, one. <laughs> when that happened, we were like, "This is day week one." Like, you got to be kidding me! Like, the only thing that could make it more crazier if it was like an idol play tribal one. I've only seen this happen once, and my God, was it a moment? And even just from the broad side, I think we had such high expectations for Anna, especially coming in as a recruit from Leo. Like, Leo, season one is, like, partially the Leo season. Like, it's very much his story in, in certain parts. And I, I was thinking, like, okay, Anna's going to have a similar similar mark on this season. And Gone Week 1, one of, the, like, the top characters we thought we had was, was wild to us. Um, luckily, everybody else was bashing and saved to the story about that. There's a reason they say lightning doesn't strike twice. So we can confirm Anna was not the puppet master. Anna was not the puppet master. She this was not hide. She'd be like fully out there. It's like, I have your idol. What can oh, you yeah. do for me? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Anna wouldn't have been coy enough for that, in my opinion. Mm, mm. It's going to be so fun trying to figure out. I'm kind of, I don't think, I don't know if you guys are doing this, but you leave like little like edited hints yeah, to who no, the no, you'll, puppet you'll, master is. You'll see it. Like, eventually, it'll make sense. Like, you'll be like, oh, I get it. You watch back through the seasons, like, oh, like, now I think it makes once, sense. Once the, um, once the, like, puppet master, so I, like, kind of mentioned this, I guess, I don't know if it was before the, this podcast, but uh, in the middle of the season, uh, before the merge, I'm going to do, like, a puppet master, like, recap 
episode of like basically explaining the whole story of the puppet master and how it came to be, how they went about things. And I think a lot of the things that like the kind of holes in the story will kind of make sense. And you'll see like, oh, there are like kind of like subtle things that you don't even realize. Um, like little Easter eggs. Oh. Exciting. <laughs> well, I'm thrilled. I mean, I I'm curious, Aaron and Lee. Aaron, where do you think the pink tribe is going from here? Is it just an alliance of Vivian, Ricky, and Junique? Is it like, you know, what is going to happen going forward? Um. Okay, yeah. I think, yeah, I definitely think that Nikhil just kind of shot himself in the foot. Like, he basically made sure that, like, by writing Vivian's name down, obviously she's not going to trust him because, like, basically if Junique played an idol, like, she, in Nikhil's mind, Vivian was going to go home. And so, like, you never want to, you never are going to trust somebody that was okay with you going home. Um, so I think that that's definitely a burned bridge. Um, and I think, obviously, that just made Ricky and Vivian's relationship that much stronger. And then Junique, like, she was going to go home. And Vivian and Ricky just saved her. So, like, she's going to want to work with them. She's an honest, like, nice person. So she's going to want to work with the people that just saved her. She's, she doesn't seem like the backstabby type. So I definitely do think that that's going to be the alliance moving forward. Um, I think that Xavier is definitely better positioned to kind of work in with them, especially if there are going to be two swaps. One of them's definitely going to come soon. Like, two swaps with 18 people doesn't leave a lot of room for, like, you know, a bunch of weeks in the same tribes. Like, obviously, they're not going to swap right away, but this does, like, Xavier still has the opportunity in the case of a swap to work with these people where I feel like Nikhil does not. Definitely. I think for the blue tribe, um, if they lose again, I'm pretty sure Junique will go home because Ricky and Vivian pretty much made sure it's like, we only kind of need Jude for this one vote, and if we lose her the next vote, nothing's going to be effective. It's like, oh, we lost our... We still have Xavier, so I probably see that for them. Which is wild to me because they did say that a lot. I was like, why on um, what planet is voting out Jude like kind of smart when you have like a clear numbers? But I think that like I think Vivian kind of talked about it is that Jude is not a good liar. Um yeah. and that in Survivor can be like very detrimental. Especially with this cast who is lying a lot. <laughs> Especially Vivian, she's obsessed with it. <laughs> well, Actually, I mean, if anything, if you know somebody's a bad liar, that's more reason to keep them because you can tell yeah, when they're lying. I, I was just going to say, like, I think about Audrey and like not that Audrey was like a fantastic liar or a terrible one, but like Audrey like stuck with the people she was gonna stick with and like wasn't never really, you know, she never really talked to or like was great at convincing the people she wasn't gonna work with that she was gonna work with them. I feel like you have if you have a Jude on your side. You keep that person because that person is going to, in turn, be loyal to you, isn't going to be great at lying to other people. And if you find out that Jude has said something about you, that's the truth. Like, it's not, it's not, you know, uh, oh, I didn't say that. It's like, yeah, that that's just straight up what's going on in her head. So I was really surprised also at the idea of like, yeah, we'll lose Judanique down the line. It's like, what are you talking about? This is like a perfect ally to have in your corner. Um, but, you know, who's perfect in College Survivor? Uh, I also don't know if I, if I fully agree with that, right? Because, like, <laughs> in the Audrey case, for example, like, Michael Ligurcio from season one for sure does not agree with that. He was, like, trusting Audrey the entire week. He went hope that that gets, like, blindsided by Audrey. So, very yeah, well. I was going to say, Audrey, like, flipped a lot in season one. <laughs> uh, 
Fine, but the innocent freshman. In the case with Judy, I do think Judy Deke is a much more of like a wholesome, bright light. Oh, yeah. Her and Audrey are like nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> I think Audrey was a wholesome, bright light. Just maybe a better liar, right? <laughs> Which shocked I, us. Didn't see I that know. Shocked me. What I said she'd go yeah, home Lino's first. Oh my god. Well, I, I gotta ask you guys, Shane and Goodwin, what do we have look, to look forward to in the next episode? What What's coming messy. down the pipeline? <laughs> if you thought I, this one was messy. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm thrilled that y'all liked season, episode one this much because in my mind, what I was waiting for is like episode two, episode three. So if we could get enough people still interested after episode one, that was all I was hoping for. I think you're in for so much more mess. I think you're in for so much more like really interesting gameplay. So, and having already watched what Shane's put together, like this is, it, it's awesome. Like the product is really, really top tier. I'm convinced that if the pink tribal or the tribal, every single one of them's getting a vote. <laughs> it's just like, it's, a, it's a one, 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 one vote. Absolutely. I just, I have to say like the first three weeks of this game, I have never, like, I felt like I was dealing with an emotional roller coaster of like, I felt like there were times where I was like, okay, I'm going to like have to like actually like deal with the emotional trauma that these people are going to go through after the game because like, damn, like they are just ruthless. Um, yeah, it was the first three weeks, the first three episodes really just like set the pace for this entire season. Like there are a couple like little boring moments within it here and there because of course they're always going to be those like throwaway votes yeah. that happen. But the first three weeks really just hound in the drama like nothing like season one like it was no offense it was slow season one like it, it took it took time to like really get there like this is not that you're rewarded with olivia's win so good things come to those who wait but now i have been waiting for sky survivor season two and now it's coming so it's all good i i, I mean does like I want to know, Aaron and Lee, is there a standout player for you guys? Like, Lee, did you have somebody who you were surprised you liked so much getting to see them this episode? Ale. Oh. It was weird that I liked him. It was like, wait, why <laughs> that was I... <laughs> I was like, wait, why am I kind of rooting for this person? <laughs> it's like, uh, who else was I surprised? Uh, no, I wasn't surprised with it. Ricky, kind of. It's like, I kind of just expect him to be like a middle role player, but he's actually kind of rootable. Okay. And Aaron, what about you? Oh, anyone else? I'm trying to just like flick through the cast. Like, who's there again? I mean, it sounds like a no to me. Is what that sounds like. I'm going to say, though, those are the surprising ones. I want, okay. I want to know more about people's thoughts on Verandi, like Abby, Ethan, Tina. Rocky. I was about to say, we didn't get who's much. Verandi? Yeah, right. We didn't really get much from them this episode, I think. Like, not really enough to kind of face I like how everyone was just like, Abby's smart. She's threatening. She went to Princeton. Yeah. You know, I really, I, so I know we talked about Ethan potentially being a first boot. I was surprised at how well Ethan integrated himself right into the trap. He was there when the alliance happened and he was just right in the middle of it. Didn't do too much. Didn't get too messy in episode one. Um, I, I feel like Ethan's one of those people who could freak out a little bit if they have to go to tribal council. 
Um, but again, I'm just looking to see, forward to seeing more Runjin on my screen. Like, I cannot wait for whatever is brewing. Um, and, and I love Tina. Like, I, I, Tina cracks me up. Anybody who's willing to like cause trouble in the very first challenge is like, what are you doing? I'm I love that even like after that though, even Tina was like, I don't know why I did that. Like, yeah, no idea. That's probably not the best call, but like, whatever. And the pink tribe even forgot she did it until her friend Nadia pointed out, like, yeah, Tina also made fun of us. Yeah, that was choice. And the heckle was hilarious like, too. Isn't the heckle like, do you guys have to go to the bathroom or something? Like, yeah, did you take a potty break? Oh, is like, the rain getting to you? Oh my oh god. My god. Um, yeah, Tina's one of those seven, characters. 28. Tina's one of those characters where like everybody kind of just assumes that she's like kind of there, not really saying anything funny. And like every we went, like we had like a little premiere thing, and Tina just came on the screen and everybody just was like in absolute shock. Just like Seeing what she said like she's just so funny and i think people are like realizing like how funny she actually is it's hilarious i love it well this was a fantastic first episode um guys shane govin where what are the socials what do people need to connect to to be deep in scotty survivor and joining us for the season two chaos Oh, is that is that me, Govind? <laughs> sure. Do it, either it, of you know your own Twitter handle? Uh, yes, Scotty <laughs> Survivor. Yes. Um, well, I don't run the Twitter, so neither of us do actually. Um, so no, we're not Twitter people. Um, shout out, Danny. Running um, is doing a fantastic job. I will say that. Um, shout out, Danny. Um, uh, you can follow us on Instagram at the same handle, Scotty underscore Survivor. You can join us in the Reddit Survivor Discord. Uh, channel would love to have some more discussion in there um yeah uh other than that uh we have like our little post game post episode poll on the youtube be sure to fill that out um oh thanks for reminding me and yeah Same. Um, I, I think the biggest thing is just share it because like as you can see from the way that shade and i have been talking about this we are really really proud of this season and as as rough it is as it is like I'm, i love season one but season one, it seems to be popping a lot more than season two is right now on our YouTube. So if you really want to see season two take off, like, please share that with your friends. Please like, comment, because uh, it does do a lot for the algorithm. And we just want to make sure that this season gets to a lot of people, because like, even when you look in the comments right now, season two is still a very close group, despite all of this craziness. They are very involved in Scotty survivors still. Uh, and I think that's just testament to how much time they put into this. I really want to make sure the time they put in uh, is rewarded by people who also want to watch their journey too. Yeah, I not that I'm disappointed with how the episode has performed because I think it got generally really good reception, but um, just we want more people watching. Um, so yeah, tune in Tuesday at eight. I sadly will not be watching live, um, unfortunately, because I'm going to um, a Philharmonic concert, but um, I will be in there in the comments afterwards. So, oh, if you're me, you have to wait 19 hours until you're finished work the next day. <laughs> <laughs> the joy of living in me. No, I'll just say I'll be there in the live chat. So right, I feel harmonic uh, stuff. So uh, get ready to watch it. I think, in my mind, it's one of my favorite performances as a tribal council host. So uh, I, I really enjoy that, that travel coming up for sure. 
Exciting I think that's though. true. Like, it can give them too much. But. Okay, <laughs> yeah. okay. Well, I also have to say that some of the best ways to support uh, a show are to comment on YouTube, especially giving it likes because that shows more people the videos. And following and sharing Scotty Survivor on Twitter, the Survivor community needs to know how good College Survivor is. They are haters. They are doubters. I watched Australian Survivor. I fucking hated it. This is way <laughs> better. <laughs> this most recent season, look. But I, this is Bro. really fun. Bro. So, Bro. Guys, thank you talk so about fucking over here. somebody else's game. Try fucking mm. over your own brother's game. Mm, amen. Um, well, I just have to say that you follow Live Reality Games. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast feed, our audio. We are updating it. I am updating it. It's a lot of work. So please subscribe and leave us a five-star review on iTunes or give us a YouTube comment or subscribe to us on YouTube. There are so many ways to support Live Reality Games and Sports Sky Survivor. You should do all of that. Lee, Aaron, Shane, Govan, thank you so much for being here with us. This is so much fun, and I can't wait to cover the rest of the season. We'll be here probably Sunday most of the time. Uh, but thank you so much for listening, and good night. Let's end this broadcast.